Murray, I um, am always fascinated with God, of course, as you know, and the many aspects that prove God's existence. I'm fascinated by that. Uh, people often ask me, why is it that you are so, you know, positive about God? Yes, but but you, you focus so much on the dangers of atheism. Why, why not just say how great God is and, and leave it at that? To which I say, look, it's it's great to focus on God and, and all the grace that God gives us and how wonderful it is. But it's also important as a doctor, right? He, here's what happens when you don't take your medicine. Okay, that's, that's what I'm saying. Here's, here's what the world looks like without God. Okay, and you can say God is great for you in your personal life. You feel wonderful. You feel you have purpose. Great. Okay, which means by definition that if you don't have God, you will likely not have purpose. You will likely descend in horrific ways. So I guess one of the things that I always want to differentiate myself because we have many different kinds of believers in God. We have the believers um, who are wonderful. They're all believers and it's all good. I'm I'm all for it. Uh, But they believe in God because they have faith in God, which is to me saying, I believe in God because I believe in God. Okay. Again, I'm not you know, uh, poo-pooing that. I think it's great. However you get to God is wonderful. I think it might be more meaningful, however, when you do figure out why there is a God, okay, uh, and, and, and really do the active homework to make it clear to yourself that there is a creator and that there is, that that creator is the creator of the, of the Bible, the God of the Bible. All the more enriching to us, right? We, we talked about this with uh, my my co-host, my guest co-host, Devin Goodman, who uh, we had a really good talk about that. It's a, we called it earning God, uh, very meaningful, and it's enriching. It, it involves hard work, but you know what? Sometimes the hard work really is exciting. When you, uh, it's like mastering a language, right? It it feels it's very difficult to do to learn a language, but when you start speaking it and you realize, hey, I'm pretty comfortable in this language. I'm I'm, kind of, I'm conversational, maybe even fluent. It's exciting. It's very cool. Uh, and, and likewise, it's true for just about anything, even doing a puzzle, right? When you, when you find yourself getting closer and closer to the end of the puzzle and you can see the picture, you, you, you get more excited because you're, you're going you're gonna to make it. You're going to do this thing. But here's the topic that I want to share with today, which is very related. If, if you don't believe in God, if you don't, okay, may I suggest that you believe in him anyway, you get yourself to believing in him anyway. All right, so, so the, the atheist is now saying to himself, well, wait a minute, of course I don't believe him. I don't believe in him because I don't believe in him in the same way you believe in him because you believe in him. No, 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 no. You don't know why you don't believe in him. The facts are pretty obvious that God is there everywhere. That, that's, that's clear to, to us. You, you just have decided not to seek him out. And because you haven't sought him out, you haven't found him. Right? You can't, I mean, Dennis brings this point up all the time. I mean, if you, if you wanted to get married and you did nothing to, to meet a mate, then surprise, surprise, you're not going to get a mate, right? If you did nothing to get a job, it's, it's not likely that someone's just going to knock on your door and say, here's a job for you, and so on, right? You, you have to seek it out. Even when you get a car, you have to look it up. You have to, you know, put, fig- some, gas in it. put some gas in it, to, you know, do some basic research about what car makes most sense for you. And it, it's obvious stuff, right? But uh, so the atheist, you know, answers the wrong question, in my opinion, and, uh, and makes the, the assumption. Uh, so I'm not even talking about the faith people. I'm not even saying believe in him because it's so, because it feels good. No, I'm going to say 
believe in God because you just need to turn your head to the facts, first of all, discover him. Yes, but think of all the benefits of believing in God. We now know, for example, that the likelihood of suicide is so much less among believers. The likelihood of depression is so much less among believers. The, uh, your, your, your avoidance of drugs is much greater when you believe in God and so forth. Are you, well, yeah, well, yeah, go ahead and elaborate. Well, the likelihood of, and then you just fill them in, crime, depression, drugs, violence, unhealthy relationships, dysfunctional behaviors, mental health incidents. Uh, I mean, it's, it's kind of obvious that there's some benefit here <laughs> yeah. that you may want to take advantage of yeah. for you. <laughs> you know, yeah, we don't want you to believe in God for me right. and, and Barack here. We want you to believe in God for you. Right. It's good for you. It's good. So you might say, okay, so I know what the atheist is going to say because this is what I would have said, but I have an answer to my own question. He would say, okay, look, you can believe in your, you know, your magic unicorn in the sky who dispenses fairy dust uh, for everyone. Fine, you can, do, you can believe that. But I'm a man of science, and I live in reality. Thank you very much. And uh, that sounds all nice and well, all those things that you just mentioned. And, and even if you're right, and I don't know if you're right, R.A. David and Barack Lurie, but uh, even if you're right, it doesn't mean that I still want to ignore the obvious truth uh, as, as unpleasant as it might be. Well, then, please let me give my response, which is a paraphrase of the esteemed Charles Krauthammer's response, which is, and he's a scientist and a doctor, right. or he was before he died. Yeah. He said, believing in atheism is the most anti-science, foolish, stupid bullshit ever. It's, there is so much proof that the universe exists for reasons other than it just exists, right. that it's indescribably stupid to assume that it's just an accident. Right. Well, yes, I, I, I agree with that. So, okay, but no, but, but they, would say, they would say, prove it, and uh, I know what they would say. You haven't proven it to me until God shows up with his white beard flowing and telling me that I, that, that I am your, the Lord your God and why have you denounced me or whatever it is. They won't believe in God. Okay, so that's what they're going to say. But I have a different response. I think you're right, by the way, Ari. I think you're very right, but it's a different topic. It's not about proving God's existence. And I, I think people ought to look for him. That's what we just talked about. But he, we just talked about the things that you articulated so well, which is, uh, you know, less crime, less homelessness, less drugs, alcoholism. I, we didn't even talk about that. Uh, depression, yeah, suicide. Yeah, I guess so. But whatever, all those wonderful things that there is far less of in the religious mindset, far less of that. And, and the question is, Why? Right? What? What? Mr. Atheist. Because what? it's real. <laughs> wait, wait. Mr. Atheist, you, you, you may dis disregard that, but you, you can't deny that that correlation, at the very least, is very strong, extremely strong. And you ought to ask the question, why is it so? Right? Why are people why are so, so lacking, so much more unlikely to be an alcoholic, so unlikely to be a drug addict, so unlikely to be depressed, commit suicide, and all those things? Could it be, as Ari just said, that's because it's real? I, I would turn it around logically, the logical order of it. I'd say, so you're going to make the argument that this fallacy we believe in just 
for some weird reason, happens to have all these positive benefits. It's the one cult fantasy that people believe in far and wide that has some positive effects, even though it's nonsense. Right. The other one I, I throw in it, and this risk going off topic, because I'd also like to prove God the other way, which is I go, do you believe in the devil? Do you believe in the true nature of evil? And the atheist would probably have to say, yeah, religions are evil, right? And I, I would always make the point, and I do, and you know, I have to you before, that I think one of the proofs of God's existence is Satan's existence. Because there can't be a creator of the universe, or excuse me, there can't be a destroyer of the universe without a creator. So this destroyer just exists because there happened to be an accident? Well, another way of putting it, and I, 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 I don't mean to quibble with you on words, but another way to put it is you, if you accept the idea of evil, whether it's from Satan or otherwise, yeah. if you accept the idea of evil, in a, in a way, you're accepting the reality of God. Yes. Because without God, there would be no good nor evil. Yes. So, okay, so, That's you know, yeah, exactly. Riddle me that, Batman, as right. they say. So, uh, you know, this is one of those cute moments where, and, and I think I said this on my Sunday show, when people talk about fantasies and, and um, delusions, that's what I actually used uh, in the Sunday show, that, that this is a delusion, Barack and Ari, the, your God thing, the, the fairy dust and all that right. stuff, right? It just happens to have all these benefits. <laughs> you, well, that's yeah. what I'm going to say. I, 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 and I went through, I said, listen, this is, there, there are many delusions in life, right? You can, de, you can delude yourself, for example, that that woman is, uh, you know, is hot for you and you're now stalking her, okay? You can delude yourself that drugs will make your life better. You can delude yourself that joining that cult, for that matter, is going gonna, is gonna to be good. Uh, you can delude yourself that that, that husband is, is going to stop beating you, okay? You, there's a lot of delusions, all of which are dangerous, Right? Yeah, very few of them have healthy oh, health effects. Hold on. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but but this one, this this God delusion, as as I think uh, Christopher Hitchens uh, described it, this one's a pretty good delusion. It's it's got like every possible health benefit associated with it. Forget forget whether or not there is a God. Okay, just um, we we know that there is one, but just for the sake of discussion, put the reality of God to the side, and now ask, is this delusion? "Quote unquote," beneficial, and it turns out that if you have God in your life, great things start happening. You will have purpose. You will have direction. You will almost certainly be happier. You will have a more cohesive family. You will have a sense of perspective. You'll have a sense of the past and the future. You'll have a sense of your role in civilization. You'll you'll be more humble, which is everyone seems to recognize as a good thing. You'll see yourself a part of a, a, something bigger, something bigger than you. Well, the humility is for you little people, of course. <laughs> uh, I would bring up, you know, one of our favorite shows that proves, I, I think this proves it. Homer Simpson, Ned Flanders, yeah. right? Homer is a complete oaf and a loser. Right. Ned Flanders has his life together. Yeah. Homer is miserable. His family's a mess. Right. Nothing ever works out right. Yeah. It's hilarious. Ned might be a little goofy, but everyone's happy. Yeah, that's right? true. It's, mean, it's a good example. It's, I, I, it's a yeah. beautiful example. And what's interesting is Reverend Lovejoy on the show yeah. kind of is an opportunist. He's a, uh, you know, and you know these characters, of course, Brock. Yeah. But, you know, he's just a man who preaches the gospel. But I don't know if he really well, believes I, it. I know the character. Wait, are you, are you suggesting that they're fictional, that they, they're not real? 
I'm not sure I want to go that far. But 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 as thinking the, about delusions, as right? Trade on the show. Yeah. Ned is a true believer, yeah. right? And I think The Simpsons accurately gets that that true belief and faith in something wonderful leads to a wonderful life in one way or another. Yeah, yeah it's it's a really good point, Ari. Uh, it's not a bad example, and and in fact. Uh, even even the writers of The Simpsons, they, 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 they might point out and say, well, look at Homer. He, he has all these amazing things happen to him because those are writers. I mean, he goes into space. But in reality, somebody like him who's constantly getting drunk and, and doesn't, believe, go to, doesn't go to church, I mean, it's not going to be a great existence. It's going to be much more, uh, much more devastating to his life than, than otherwise. So, right? But they keep on making reference to him getting rid of his alcohol addiction to being a better dad or whatever it might be. But that's another thing, by the way. You'll be a better family man if you if you have God in your life. You'll be a better husband and wife, but uh, and better uh, father, you know, to to your son and daughter. You, you'll be a better neighbor in every every stretch. It's it's hard to imagine what doesn't get better when you have God in your life. Now the atheist will say, because I know it, I know him very well. He'll say, yeah. But he he will be stupider when it comes to science. He will reject science. Now, to that I will respond. You don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I, I, you, you just you, wait, wait, hold on. I, I want to hear what you say, yeah. but you, you have no idea. What you, this is where their big assumption comes in, where they say that religion and science are two very separate things, and you have to choose. You know, choose your path, Mister. Uh, as as if as if religion wasn't the very thing. I'm talking the Judeo-Christian world, wasn't the very thing that gave us science, right? And now they just want to strip away the religious part of it, the very reason, the, the, the very thing that gave it to us. They, they, want to, they want to take the fruit of the tree and then pretend that the tree didn't, didn't give us the fruit. It's so stupid for, as a response as to not even be worthy of a response. And no, that, that's the way, I'm telling you that's what they say. So, I know that's what they say. I've heard them say it too. But it's so stupid because they are responding to what they perceive as a non sequitur with a more idiotic non sequitur. We weren't bringing up science. Right. Uh, okay, let's talk about the sciences. Let's, let me pull my science ad here. There are only one area of science that's actually empirical. Astro, uh, the, uh, physics, uh, physics. That's the only part of it. Right. There are only four theorems that have actually been proven. Uh, the, and they're all part of physics. The, electro, the four forces, electromagnetic, nuclear, magnetic, and gravity. Those are the only things that are actually known by science right. that are proven beyond doubt. You could throw in two plus two does definitely equal four. It's a good chance of that. There's a good chance that as we find better and better supercomputers to calculate it, the number string of the uh, decimals of pi is a provable thing, but we don't even know how that ends, and we probably never will because the more powerful computers that can calculate that, the more time it takes, and they discover even more to it, right? So bringing up science, when these people cling to some stupid science that they, they act like is real, like evolution, which is totally unproven. Right. In fact, it's been disproven by Darwin, right. as we've talked about before, yeah. is so idiotic but we weren't bringing up science. Why are you? I, okay. This, this, yeah. this, this wasn't about science. Right. This was about 
perceptions of reality to best answer a question and to best explain a perception. The perception, going back to your opening point, which is a brilliant one, is if God isn't real and is a delusion, then why is believing in this one delusion having all these positive effects for the individual human being that no other delusion has? I I used to smoke pot. And one of the great delusions you see in pot smokers is this one. I used it myself. I'm smarter when I'm high. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. That's a delusion. <laughs> Except, unlike this God delusion, when you believe that delusion while high, it does not, and I can state this scientifically, right. it does not have positive effects for my life or anyone else's. Yeah. But for some reason, this God delusion does, and I think it's worthy of questioning. In fact, we're presenting a scientific question mm-hmm. without arguing whether or not we believe in science. Yeah. Right? It's, it's fascinating, and I love the way you articulated that, Ari. It's so, so well. I mean, kind of, I, I, I don't want to say that you, you, you took away my thunder because I love that thunder that you gave, that you brought to the table here. It is so true. Uh, and then they argue about the science because even that, I, you know, we, we are stripping that away. We're basically saying... You, you can't even bring science into the equation because it is scientific. I mean, you can't deny that the positive benefits from this so-called delusion, and we say that in air quotes, are so legion, so transparent, so obvious, and yet you, you ignore that. That's not scientific. You have to ask the question. You know, we, we always say, Ari and I, uh, that the questions are far more important than the answers. But there's a question. What, if, if it's a delusion, then why are there so many benefits that flow from this delusion. In fact, there seem to be no uh, negatives that flow from this. There's nothing better about atheism than, uh, than, than from religion, uh, other than the short-term benefits of, let's say, not going to church and uh, being able to, to have more free time to yourself. But that's about the only thing I can think of for the, for the time being. Right. right? One, one quick point about Homer Which Simpson. Which is very short, short-sighted. One quick point about Homer Simpson on the episode where he doesn't go to church, which, by the way, I think is the greatest of all the episodes. Yeah, there are two great episodes that are beyond everything. That one and the strike one. You know, where he becomes the union yeah, leader. Yeah. Dental plan, right? Right, dental plan. <laughs> but Homer is staying home watch, from church watching football. Yeah. And what did they start doing on the football field? <laughs> Praying. Yeah, yeah, but it's like um, it, it, the, 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 these people who constantly, we've talked about this in all these subject matters, global warming, uh, anything else uh, that's environmentally related. They don't know the first goddamn thing about science. Yeah. Here's, a, here's an example by analogy that may or may not hold. But let me ask you this if this one holds. Isn't it observable that if you run your life, your financial life, by generally paying your bills mostly on time, mostly saving your money rather than spending it, and winding up wealthy because of the long-term behavior in which you do those two things in general for a long-term period of time, and you wind up with a lot of money, aren't you what they'd call <clears throat> rich? Yes. And yeah. do I need science to prove that? No, of course Or isn't it just one of those things that kind of is? Yeah. Meanwhile, if I do the opposite, the analogy to atheism, never pay my bills, right? right? Never save my money. Do all sorts of drugs, alcohol, bad relationships, and wind up a homeless bum. Would I be called <clears throat> poor? Yeah, of course. Look, I mean, it's, it reminds me of the uh, the, the whole 
TV show, um, what is it, Family Ties, with the uh, Michael J. Fox when he was much younger, of course. And the basic concept is that you've got these two hippie parents, and they have a conservative son, Michael J., played by uh, Michael J. Fox, with characters Alex P. Keaton. And, and I, I remember I wasn't, I wasn't conservative or liberal or anything, but I remember as a little kid watching that show and thinking to myself, gosh, I, I would think these parents would be thrilled to have a son like that. Here, here's a guy that wants to be sensible. He wants to succeed in life. He wants to make money. He wants to have new ideas. He wants to be mature. He wants to be mature. I mean, <laughs> he, he eschews all the drugs and, and alcohol. And these parents would want him to to somehow be a goof off. I, I, now, obviously, a liberal will say something very different. He'll say, no, no, we, we believe in love and tolerance and we believe in that. Uh, no, you don't. Not really. You, you believe in no standards at all. But that's I don't want to digress into that. Right. The, the point is uh, what, what you just said. And and I would say so I, I'm going to make an epiphany that I just had because I deal with a lot of atheists. I'm constantly debating atheists. Um, atheists make statements. Believers have questions. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it is a very powerful uh, ob- observation I think I've just made. They, when you talk to an atheist, they will tell you what's what. Uh, they will not ask you any questions other than to maybe say, well, you know, in, Deut- in, in Deuteronomy or Leviticus, it says this. What do you think about that? But that's more of a statement and throwing it at you, right? We will ask questions like, Okay, where does free will come from? If it's if it's all explained by evolution, I assume it's from survival of the fittest. Tell me how that that works. That's a question, right? It's a challenge, but it's a, still a question. Where does uh, consciousness come come from? Our self awareness come from? Where does beauty come from? Where does music come from? All the, you know. How do you how do you explain these incredibly impossible odds that? Uh, the universe would form in the first instance, uh, then you know, create the, the earth as we now have it in its perfection. It is truly perfect in, every, in the Goldilocks sense, right, that we always hear about that. It's called the fine-tuning argument. No atheist I've ever discussed this with has ever answered that question well at all. The fine-tuning argument is, is almost impossible to answer. So what they do, uh, and again, I, I don't want to get it away from myself, they, they, create, they create this fiction called the multiverse, right? Where there's so many, there's billions, if not infinity amount of other universes, which therefore decreases the odds that, uh, sorry, increases the odds that there would be one of those many universes that would have this particular universe uh, just as it is. And I, it's, it's amazing that it even happened at all, but still the odds are much greater than you think, Mr. Lurie. Can I just take a moment to describe how I saw that pattern explained on a liberal stupid show the other day? Go ahead. And I'm trying to make this brief. I just saw this for a minute. Some scientists, and I made finger quotes, said that there are only so many particle patterns available in material construction. And if the universe goes on forever, there is no way these don't repeat. Okay, right? You get exactly where I'm going with this, right? He's ignoring there's there's something that we believe in that he doesn't. Right, of course. The creator. It's a a wonderful argument. Well, I just want, just for clarity, and this elementary to you and I, but for the listener, you know, uh, it's important, I think, to understand the creator is separate from the universe. And the creator exists in a realm that's so mysterious and ununderstandable. They could go, well, that's part of the universe, too. No. It's not. 
It's something else. That's the transcendent God realm that we can't touch. Yeah. Understand? Yeah. And that's part of knowing this. I, I agree. And it's very, very frustrating. Um, look, I, I, I'm, I'm thrilled now. In, you know, in hindsight, sometimes I challenge myself and I say, I really wish I was never an atheist. I feel like it's a, it's a poison within me that I'm always trying to expel. You know, I feel like, I remember when as a kid, I don't know if, I don't know if it's true, but let's just, let's just run, run with like it. It's a vaccine then. <laughs> exactly. Good point. You can never get the vaccine out. No, but it, it's, it's like smoking. What they said about smoking, at least, I don't know if it's true. Again, uh, that if you... Uh, if you're a constant smoker, you know, for many years, uh, and then you stop smoking, you will clean your lungs. Your lungs will get much better, but there'll always be a little bit left yeah. in there, okay? Whereas if you've never smoked at all, you would never have that as a problem in the first instance. Okay, so that's the way I feel about my atheism. I feel like I'm constantly trying to expel my atheism. And now in, 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 um, in hindsight, I'm actually glad that I was an atheist because I, I know the mindset of an atheist. I know better than most atheists. I think I probably know better than anybody. Uh, I really, I'm sorry to say that I consider myself an expert in atheism. And I, I know all of your arguments. I really do. I've been there. I've asked all of those arguments. You, you think you, you're being novel about it, um, but you really don't know what you're talking about. And most, it, what I really resent about atheists of today is they're not, they're not honest about their atheism. Of course I, not. I was honest about it. I said, there's no free will. Uh, there is no such thing as good and evil. There's certainly no such thing as morality. You can do whatever you want so long as you don't get caught. And that's why I said, uh, my, my famous phrase, I suppose, I hope it's famous, that I, you know, when I was an atheist, I said, I don't believe in God, but thank God. Uh, I'm sorry. No I'm, I'm an atheist, but thank God nobody else is. Right? Okay, thank God not everyone else. Not everyone else yeah. is. Yeah, I, and and, and wait, hold on. So that is the essence of it. And I have to deal with these these arguments. And you know, maybe one day I'll write a book. You know, refuting all the basic. Book. Yet, yet another book. Uh, but it's it's uh, very powerful stuff. And, and we need to wrap up. So I'm going to wrap up right now. But remember that, folks. The atheist makes statements. It's the believer that asks actual questions. And he asks questions of himself at the same time. And I, and I love that. I really, I, I love that about us. We are the scientific ones. They are not the scientific ones. They're not even the logical ones. If you believe for that man could be a woman, for example, I mean, you, you've blown all, uh, all credibility with us, right? You're, you're crazy if you think that. And yet, I guarantee you that very few, if any, Serious believers in God. I'm talking about serious believers in God. Believe that a man can be a woman and, and believes all this transgender crap. I, I, among many other things that are going on right now. It's we believers who question. So that's another reason why you would want to believe in God. Is that you, you, you have skepticism. They think they're skeptical. We're the skeptical ones. And a healthy skeptical at that. All right, my friends. Brooke Lurie signing off saying God bless. And we'll talk with you next week.